Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Jaeger CPA Review and More. This podcast is sponsored by Jaeger CPA Review, the course provider that deals only with the ASCPA blueprints. Please go to the JaegerCPAReview.com website and look at our various products. And we believe in seeing is believing. And therefore, please look at our three-day free trial. Pick a subject, and it'll give you three days free access unlimited to that product. And I believe that once you look at that product and see how it works, you will pick Jaeger CPA Review as your course provider. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 301-874-4900. If you press 5, you may even talk to Phil Jaeger. Take care, everyone, on your journey for the CPA exam. We wish you the best and good luck. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of CPA Review and More. We are pleased to bring you the number one podcast for CPAs and CPA candidates. If you'd like to learn more about how Jaeger CPA Review can help you, find us on our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. Now, here's your host, Phil Jaeger. Hello, everyone. This is Phil Jaeger, and welcome to my podcast called CPA Review and More. Now, we do discuss CPA Review topics, but we also discuss a lot of the more. And I brought in guests to do uh, cryptocurrency, so you know what that's like, all right? We've had certified financial planners. We've had all the professions. So if you graduate in accounting, you're not exactly sure what you want to do, all right? We've been going over at least two years with all different types of guests. And personally, I don't want to sit here and talk about CPA review all the time. I really don't, all right? Because I've taught it for over 40 years, and it gets boring just doing that. So we want to make this interesting. We try to get people, and I'm happy to say that we're in the top 10% of business podcasts. And last month, might as well break a little, all right? Last month, we had 58,000 downloads of the program for last month, all right? And I thought to myself, who is downloading this stuff? Are they crazy? And uh, we actually are becoming very popular in Japan, okay? It's probably because they know I like sushi. And also, all right, Argentina, all right? And that's because I always say, don't cry for me, Argentina. So, no, I don't really. (laughs) If I started singing, you would leave. But today, we have Lauren Haverlock. Did I get that? You did. That's perfect. Thank you. Thanks. Lauren is coming to us by way of Los Angeles, not by way of Los Angeles. She's in Los Angeles, California, and she is a partner. And we'll talk about what she does. All right. Are you? I'm not a partner. I'm not not a partner. The people in. We'll make sure you become a partner by the end of the podcast. (laughs) What's your your level? Are you a manager? Senior manager. Senior manager. It's amazing how they had the titles. They've changed since I was in public accounting. I'll take good. I'll take the promotion. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, you've been here what four years? Uh, I've been with Moss Adams for four years at this point. Yes. yes. Now, in order to get to your next level, all right, what do you have to do that you're not doing now? Oh, it's a it's a process. So the the partnership admittance process, I think, at every firm is is a lot of work, and I think it's really for the best. Um, that you're assessed at your what you're doing, your connection to the people who you work with, your connection to the community, your ability to you know attract and retain clients, employees, and and really it's a process. And I appreciate the process because it helps. You know, you're a partnership, right? You're all in it together, and you want to bring in partners who are going to contribute to the partnership and to enhance the company and the brand and the people there. And so Moss Adams does have a, a process that that I'm. I've been a part of since I've been there and it's aimed at ensuring that you've got a great book of business, that you're building a team, that you're focused on, you know, your personal growth, becoming a leader at the firm. And, um, and it's really, it's really great. So hopefully soon there's, you know, I can make it to that next level, but you know, I'm, I'm in no rush because really it's, I mean, I don't want to say no rush, but I, I trust the process is what I, what I meant to say on that. Do you have to bring in clients at this level? You do. You do bring in clients. Um, but 
the firm sees, you know, selling really more as a growth focus and a team aspect. So especially on the nonprofit side, our bringing in and supporting and serving our clients is a, you know, you connect audit, tax, consulting, and we, you know, have clients that are prospects. We have growth with our current clients as they grow and change. And so um, it's an iterative process. You know, we track all that sort of stuff with our databases, um, our, you know, and that sort of thing. But it's, we do, we do have to bring in clients. I think that's part of the partnership um, element at most firms. Now, does Moss Adams only do not-for-profits or is it just your office that specializes in not-for-profits? No, the firm itself is um, is a firm that does all sorts of accounting, consulting, tax for all types of industries. Nonprofit is is actually even a subsect within um, a larger industry that we work with, public nonprofit and tribal organizations. Firm-wide, we serve all types of entities, retail, healthcare, um, food and beverage. The the list goes on. There's there's a bunch of manufacturing, all that. All that um, we, I think our industry specialization encompasses most industries, in fact. And then laterally, we have you know different service lines, audit, tax, and consulting has been a really, really big part of what we do. What we do as a firm, so um, that's it's it's interesting. It's very dynamic, and and it's exciting to be part of a team and to be able to serve clients as a team. Um, you know, I work on nonprofit. But my clients are complex. They have state and local issues, international tax issues, co- compensation issues. And you know, we focus on finding the right person at the firm to help our clients and and um, you know meet them where they're at. So nice. Has the revenue being brought in by a company like Moss Adams, is it changed? For example, a lot of CPA firms when I was getting out of school, they made their money from audits. All right. But I've heard, and correct me, please, because I don't get out there and talk to everybody, uh, is most of the revenue coming in from consulting or are they still making most of it from audits? You know, I'm, I'm not totally sure on that. And I think that as um, I'm, I'm not representing myself on, on this podcast, I'm doing this personally. Um, and so I would, I wouldn't, I would, I'm not sure. I know that all types of accounting firms are focusing more on consulting Advisory. services, right? Yeah. The AICPA has come out and and kind of talked about providing that, you know, being a, a client advocate, being a client service provider that is holistically helping organizations and clients. So um, I think consulting is a natural part of that. And I think in a lot of firms, we're seeing um, movement with bringing in consulting groups as part of an organization. And that's really exciting to be able to offer that level of service firm-wide and that, you know, us as individual practitioners don't have to know everything. We can be really good at what we're really good at. And then we have other people at our firm that are also really good at what they're good at. So that's that's exciting. Now, this is not a loaded question. Okay, please. I don't want anything. All right. You probably, when you started in public accounting, did you do mostly audits? We work on no. the audit staff? No, I came in oh. as... I, I did. I, I did an internship that I was tax and audit. I had thought I was going to be an auditor, and really, I didn't connect as much with the audit work as as I hoped. And it could have been just situationally because I think audit is fascinating. Now, you know, being part of you know a, the audit team as you know a tax provision person, I I really enjoy the process of the audit. I think it's a great area of a career to get into because you're getting to know an organization inside and out, revenue streams, expenses. But I really loved tax. Tax was exciting to me. It's weird to say, and I joke with a lot of my friends, they think it's funny because a lot of my friends are in like exciting industries like television and and I love tax. I really enjoy the code. People, do you know famous people in television? I mean, no. (laughs) I probably I mean, you know, Everyone's famous in their own way nowadays, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm quite famous. I can't exactly. I whole, yeah, when I walk down the street, uh, the young girls go after me. They want my clothing. No, uh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe not that. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm you know, well. I think that's you know what interests people about at least me. I always liked Los Angeles because that was the the what would you call it the hub of all back then. All right, all the movies were done there, all the TV. Now, of course, it's changed. 
All right. It's changed. Yeah. It's all you don't really, you don't get exposed to any type of uh, showbiz people in what you're doing because you're doing not for profit, correct? Correct. I mean, I, we work with organizations and individuals in charitable giving and planning. And so oftentimes there's a, it's a person that might be known publicly, you know, people who have charitable foundations or are leveraging their success or their fame and helping the world. And, and I love being a part of those conversations with individuals. But again, you know, they're, they're all, they're all just people doing their jobs, <laughs> some, some, you know, succeeding and more publicly known than others. But yeah, I just mean, it's leave always them alone, you know, don't keep <laughs> bothering them. No, it, it's true. Uh, if you live in, if you live in Los Angeles long enough, Sometimes you you know you start seeing them that way. You see them at pickup, and you're like, oh, I know that person. You know, when you're picking up your kids from school, you're like, oh, that person is from this show or or that thing, and they are just people <laughs> getting through their day like the rest but of us. A lot of them don't like to be bothered. Uh, others do. I mean, uh, you know, I've had that experience, but that's another class. Um, <laughs> now, from what I'm hearing, if I may, going back to the auditing. Uh, tax prep, the tax advisory compliance work, all right? It sounds to me like, given a choice, and correct me if I'm wrong, all right, that you really liked, you like what you're doing now. You're doing the tax compliance stuff now? I am. I'm doing tax compliance and consulting. You like, that, you, like, you like that better than when you did the auditing? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I really don't have a great perspective because I was only an audit intern. And after that internship, I, I declared that I wanted to be a tax person. And so I've done tax my entire career and I've I've loved it. I've evolved, you know, I think like a lot of individuals do from a generalist doing all sorts of tax work, you know, individuals, corporations, partnerships to focusing in the nonprofit area um, because that's where my passion is. I, um, you know, just found this kind of unique niche area at the time when I got into it. It's a little bit more, you know, main, mainstream, I think at this point. Um, and I just loved working with the organizations and the charities and helping people with their charitable giving. So I was fortunate I found that. And that's where I've been for the vast majority of my career at this point. My first job in a public accounting firm outside of college uh, was to work with Seedman and Seedman, which is now, I guess, BDO Seedman. And uh, I, they put me on the audit staff. And we, we were down in the Wall Street office, okay? And... Uh, we, I remember this. I was there for maybe three, four weeks. And then they say, you're going out on an audit of a bank or a brokerage firm. I don't know which one it was. So I said, all right, what am I going to do? He says, well, you have to sit in the vault and count all the securities. All right. And I said, oh, that sounds very exciting. <laughs> I know my courses in college prepared me for that. Uh, that in printing, Xeroxing, we used to call it. All right. Uh, or I give up a partner said to me, oh, you're just sitting around here. I copy all these files. And I would be, uh, you know, I was a young, stupid kid. I said, you know, sir, I don't remember taking a course in Xeroxing. <laughs> and <It's> also, <laughs> I also, I was brave. And I had just gotten married, too. And, uh, and my wife was still in her last year of college. Yeah, you know, I didn't think about the consequences, but there was a shortage of accounts back then. Uh, not, I was, I didn't go in there and make those comments to get fired. That wasn't my thing. But I, mean, I really all... didn't like the that the work I was doing, and I, uh, you know, and then the other stuff was going out on a standard audit. And as a junior, we were called junior accounts. I I would do the bank reconciliations, the proof of cash, send out the confirmations. Uh, trying to think of all the exciting work that I did. All right. So after a year, that's about all I was doing. I, I, it was the basic stuff. And I, you know, and I, I went to um, one of the partners uh, who was, I, you know, I actually go to him. I was, we had a partner we would report to or a manager, but I said, you know, I, I, I really don't like, I, you know, I, I really like doing tax returns. And he says, now this is how things have changed. All right. In order to do tax returns, you had to be a tax attorney. So you had to be a CPA attorney. All right. That's the only people they would let do tax returns. So I said, well, I'm not an attorney and I'm not a CPA. All right. But I really enjoy because I like to sit down with the clients and talk to them about things and that type of thing. It's like a puzzle in a way. All right. 
So after much bothering him, uh, they said, all right, we'll give you a couple of tax returns. And uh, they gave me tax returns for Lerner and Lowe. You ever heard of them? Mm-mm. No. All right. I'm a big Broadway music junkie. All right. Camelot, My Fair Lady. That was Lerner and Lowe. All right. So I'm sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, Lerner and Lowe. I mean, and I couldn't believe what they made in royalties. And, but I enjoyed it. Now, I didn't get to talk to them. But I said, this is what I really enjoy. And then they gave me a few more. And I was really happy. You know, now I was happy in the firm. And uh, now, of course, why continue to make a person happy? Let's get them back to be, you know, really discouraged and disappointed. Well, we're going to put you back in the audit staff. And I said, I like what I'm doing. Yeah, but, you know, it makes a difference what you like. It's what the needs of the firm are, okay? I thought all of a sudden we were going to have a rah-rah-re, rah-rah-re, Seedman, 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 you know. Uh, and we weren't called teams back then, okay? We were just staff, staff. Uh, but I, I didn't like audits. And uh, the guy who works for me, uh, who teaches auditing for the course, he loves auditing. And I, I say to him, Ron, what do you love about it? I said, oh, I worked for seven years for big, big four. Actually, it's called the final four now, isn't it? Used to be the, <laughs> used to be the big eight. Is that what it was called? All right. I, and then all that litigation. Uh, I came in with the big five. So <laughs> the big five. Been... Well, now it's the final four. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, he loves it. I say, well, I'm glad you love it. I, you know, so he, does, I mean, I don't see person has a passion for the audit process. And, uh, you know, I, well, I guess that's what makes the world work, right? Yeah. Everyone likes different it's, things. It's great because it's so different now. Now, really, I they'll, you know, we allow people to direct their own career. So, you know, it's, yeah, exactly. If you're finding that you connect in a certain area over another, a firm usually is happy to, to bring you to that place. We want people who are passionate about what they're doing. And I do see a lot of people that love audit. Um, they like the travel, they like the, the being at the client and interacting with clients. I, with um, the advent of technology, Staff looks being a staff looks a lot different today than it did you yeah, know, we when we started, technology. right? I was remember highlighting in my internship, highlighting all transactions over, you know, a hundred thousand in a ledger that you know went on for pages and pages. That's that can be done like that. You don't need a person highlighting with a with a <laughs> highlighter. So, you know, stuff that seemed mundane, I think now is 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 assisted by technology and now staff can be really elevated to be analytical and put that college degree to use, put that CPA exam to use. Yeah, I I think people coming out of school now in accounting, all right, they don't realize they can do uh, financial planning if they wanted to, all right? They can do uh, advisory services. I like to do something where I'm actually meeting people and talking to people. And I found with the audit, all right, being in a vault of a bank, I started talking to myself, but, uh, you know, I, I just didn't like that. But today, these students, they don't, underst- they don't understand. I think, you know, you talk about a lot of people are not going into accounting anymore. A lot of people are not taking the CPA exam. I really think they don't know what a CPA does. And that message is not getting across. Now, the question is, who would get that message across? I mean, you don't have time to go to schools all over the place and say, let me tell you what I do and how exciting it is. The graduates think finance is the hot area, okay? All right, that's the big thing, finance. You find that, I don't know if you get it. Do you go out and recruit, by the way? Is that part of your function? Yes, I do. I do recruiting. It's one of my favorite parts of the job is interacting with the people who are excited about their career and excited about the prospects of public accounting. So what do you, but what are you noticing that less people really care about, are you getting less people you're interviewing when you go to the colleges? No, we, we have, I mean, I feel, I feel as though we're getting a good amount in general. I think all industries are struggling with shortage of, of, individuals and in public accounting, I don't think it's any different. We want great people. We want a great, diverse and and excited workforce. And we essentially can't get enough of those individuals. So yeah, there is there is a little bit of a shortage. But 
you know, there's still plenty of people out there that are graduating and learning about public accounting and the, that it's not just, you know, auditor or tax work and that you can go a lot of places with this degree and this understanding. It, but I think, do you find that any of them you interview at the uh, universities, do they say anything about the concern that the profession is very dull, boring? Do you run into that at all? Not as much anymore. I guess they wouldn't discuss that with you if they want no. a job with your company. I, that perception seems to be external looking in from anyone who's not been involved in it. You know, I, when you're in the details of a tax return or an audit, it might not be as engaging as when you're a manager and you're interacting and, and you know, you're dealing with people. I, public accounting is really long-term a people profession. Um, you're mentoring your employees, you're connecting with clients, you're out there interacting in public. And when you come in for those first five years, it's almost like an apprenticeship, right? You've, you're, you're being paid to learn and grow and bring it, you know, bring yourself in all this knowledge. It reminds me of that. But long-term after those six years of a staff senior, once you hit manager, like public accounting looks totally different. And that's, the crux of the career is once you're a manager and you're managing work and you're managing a workforce and you're working on client economics and that sort of thing. And that's the exciting part of public accounting. People seem to be surprised a lot of times when they meet accountants and we're really personable, but <laughs> you know, you and know, by the way, if I might say a very nice white tea. Thank you. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, that's a shout out to my parents for, I guess the, the orthodontia and, orthodontia and, you know, and great and uh, yeah. Floss and brush and oh, go to your dentist. You have great white teeth. Anybody Thank else you. know that? I, I, hear, I hear that a lot. Does everyone but in your firm smile. stop you and say, you have nice white teeth? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I smile a lot too. I, you know, it's... That's good. You're happy. Yeah, for, it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, it's, I love what I do and I, I'm very lucky to, to have a great supportive firm and a great team. So it makes, it makes the busy seasons less stressful we're in the middle of it right now right it makes it makes it more enjoyable when you're working with people that you and you're working with people and on clients that you really are passionate about so you know. and you're perfect to go out and talk to uh you know college graduates who, you know want to you know go into accounting uh yeah but the, unfortunately they're not all like you you know what i'm saying that well, I mean, I started. I started out like all of them. You know, I started out. Are you there. always this bubbly. You're a very bubbly person. I'm an. I'm an introvert. I'm a true introvert. You're an introvert. Yes, I. I am. I, I am. But I, but I like interactions. I like you know one-on-one interactions. I like talking to people and meeting people. I get a little overwhelmed in a you know at a meet the firms type of an event with a lot of people and a lot of interaction, and I need to retreat back into my you know home cocoon and and recharge, but. Um, I just, I do enjoy people and getting to know people and, and um, talking about this. I like recruiting. You know, you've, every person that comes through recruiting is, is completely different. Everyone is totally unique. Right, right. But it's exciting because, you know, one of the things with public accounting that we need to work on is having a diverse workforce, people that want different things out of their career, people that have different backgrounds, people that have had different experiences in college. And so I like, you know, bringing that and, and focusing on that with, with recruiting as well. So that's kind of a, a fun thing. Thank you so much for listening to Jaeger CPA Review and more. As a token for our appreciation for your listenership, we'd like to offer you 10% off your next purchase with Jaeger CPA Review. Save between $50 to $150 with code PODCAST10. If you'd like more information, look us up on JaegerCPAReview.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, please rate and review on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Jaeger CPA Review and More. This podcast is sponsored by Jaeger CPA Review, the course provider that deals only with the ASCPA blueprints. Please go to the JaegerCPAReview.com website and look at our various products. And we believe in seeing is believing. And therefore, please look at our three-day free trial. Pick a subject and it'll give you three days free access unlimited to that product. And I believe that once you look at that product and see how it works, you will pick Jaeger CPA Review as your course provider. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 
4,900. If you press five, you may even talk to Phil Yeager. Take care, everyone, on your journey for the CPA exam. We wish you the best and good luck. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of CPA Review and More. We are pleased to bring you the number one podcast for CPAs and CPA candidates. If you'd like to learn more about how Jaeger CPA Review can help you, find us on our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. Now, here's your host, Phil Jaeger. If I was one of the people looking for a job, okay, say something to me that makes public accounting excitable. You know, that, all right? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know, public accounting, I mean... Sounds, you know, you're bookkeepers, aren't you? And uh, and uh, and then you probably say, no, we're not bookkeepers. And I'll okay. say, all right, well, what, what's ex- what do you find exciting about? It? I mean, tell me something and make me excited about the profession. All right. I would just reiterate what I just said. It's it's really a profession. I'm about- putting you on the spot. I, yeah. I do apologize. No, I tell this. I I just had a conversation yesterday with somebody. Uh, of, a college um, candidate about this. It's public accounting is a people profession. The technical part is really important. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I don't think people think that way. I yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. and that's that's what I'm saying. They don't. The CPA profession would be better if people knew really what does a CPA do. All right, does a CPA is he like portrayed in the movies? You know where uh, they have the you know the green eye shade okay. and all that. All right. And actually, I mean, there uh, are, right? Some can be that way. And it can feel that way when you're a staff. It can feel that way when you have, you know, 50 hours of charge work and you're just churning out returns or getting through audit work papers. It can feel that way for those those six years that you're a staff and a senior. And even sometimes as a manager, senior manager, or partner, it can feel like you're churning through a lot of things. But as you progress on, as you move forward, as you get that comfortable with your technical knowledge, you get comfortable with researching and, and finding answers and, and you're comfortable with what you know and what you don't know, that then it transitions to you're, you're building a team, you're, you're developing people, you're helping to find your replacements. <laughs> you, you know, that's what always train your replacement. That's what you want to do in public accounting so that you can keep everyone moving, moving up. Yeah. Moving up. Yeah. And then from a client perspective, you're helping your clients. Yes, we have to you know, drop some numbers in a return and provide do annual compliance. That's the base of what of what we do at, at our firm and what a lot of CPA firms do. So much of it is you're an advisor to your client. You're you're trusted and, and they look out, they look to you for questions that you might not have an immediate answer to. Like, hey, we've got this insurance policy. What do you think we should do? And I probably don't know all of the answers about insurance policies, but we know people who know those answers. And so you're connecting, you know, your your group of people. And that's long term after those kind of six tough years. That's what you start transitioning to when you're a manager and senior manager. And if you think about the longevity of a career, the you know, 20 plus years that you're going to be in public accounting, that six years feels like a lot when you're in it, but you've got a long career ahead of you. And that's what you're you're shooting for. That's once that's when public accounting really starts. I find it interesting that you think you're introverted. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, a, lot of people, I oh wait, a lot of people would be introverted, would be afraid to come on to a podcast like this. Were you just, worried about that at all? Did you worry? What I'm just afraid of saying the wrong thing. Crackpot or something, you know. Uh, that's, no, really. that's a true concern. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's a true concern. No, I mean, I, I think that, that there's, I mean, I talk about this sort of stuff all the time at, you know, firm events with our company employees, with our interns, you know, I, we do a lot of talking. It's also easier on Zoom. You know, it's it's a little bit, it's not like you're in presenting to a large group of people. I'm just worried about saying the wrong thing, you know, foot no, and mouth I syndrome. Think, I mean, what? I don't think you have to worry about that. I mean, you're not going to go in there and say, you, you know, the, the group you're talking to, by the way, you're a bunch of ugly people. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to you know, you, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah. See, I actually, um, my courses in college that I enjoyed the most was public speaking. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's probably one of the best and most applicable courses to life and to any profession that you're doing is getting comfortable speaking. What did you learn in that course? What it? What was it? What did you do? Well, I took uh, one was debating. 
Okay. Mm. All right. Now that class, it was fun, you know, debating and, you know, teaching you. In fact, I don't remember that much about debating because the uh, professor, he was a young guy just out of a, he was in a master's program. And he seemed like the guy who, when he went to college, he wanted to be popular, but he wasn't. So when we would debate, the group we would debate was from a very uh, a fraternity, all right, who were the, you know, the most popular people. So he used to go out at night and actually play cards with them, all right? You know, and I mean... It seems like a really, conflict of interest. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he gave uh, our group C's and he gave the other groups B and A's, you know. But uh, the one I the one that I like is where you stand up, you find the topic, you stand up and you talk about it. And then you have to give uh, you know references to where you get this information. And all right. And I came up with these things and you know, went to magazines. I found uh, remember when they had magazines back then? There was no Internet. <laughs> so I, I went to this magazine. All right. And I got these articles. I spoke about uh, if you drink too much Alka-Seltzer, all right, you can get Alka-Tosis. <laughs> Is that and, true? Uh, I don't know. I, I read this <laughs> article and they quoted doctors. I don't know if these doctors, all right. And uh, so, uh, you know, when you start, when, when you, uh, they tell you, when you start talking, you got to come in there and just start it with something different to grab their attention, all right. So I walked in with, a glass of water and two Alka-Seltzer tablets. And I, I put them in there and I said, because Alka-Seltzer used to say, Kaplunk goes the tablets. This was commercial back then. So I said, Kaplunk goes the tablets, right? Wrong. And then I talked about how bad alkatosis could be. I didn't even know what alkatosis was. All right. But, you know, he looked at me and he said, you know, I, you have very good eye contact with the people and you know when to tell a joke and the, you know, and I really like standing up there and giving these stupid talks that, you know, like, uh, oh, my God, I'll tell you one other one. Homosexuality in the prison system. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> that's, I oh, mean, well, let's. <laughs> hey, he, he found it very interesting. It I wasn't anything it's... off color. It wasn't anything off color, you know. And what can they do about it and that type of thing? But you had to come up with topics that would sort of grab people, you know. And uh, you asked me what I spoke about. I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think that it's easier. It's easy. I personally have an easier time speaking about what I know, right? Like, I don't have to do debates and speech, but I talk a lot about public accounting, about tax returns, about I run, I talk about running. So I, I find that I, I'm okay talking if I'm speaking to something I know about. I think that something, talking about something, that you've researched or just read about would be really, really hard. So uh, I, I hate to brag, but I am the foremost expert in this country on homosexuality in the prison system. <laughs> uh, no, I, <laughs> I was 20 years old, you know. I, uh, but the professor's sitting there and he's finding it so interesting. And uh, I knew he, you know, he would give me probably an A or uh, B plus or something. And he liked it, you know. And, and, but, you know, it's funny. I... I wasn't sure I wanted to be in accounting, and I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what am I going to do because uh, we had to declare our major in our freshman year. Different from most schools, at sophomore, I think, or junior. All right. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, I think it's different on every so school. But we had to yeah. come in. We had to come in. I went to University of Rhode Island, New England, and uh, we had to declare a major. And my mother said, "You got to be a CPA," you know. Because everyone in our town were either lawyers, doctors, all right, or CPAs, okay, all right. She thought I'm going to make a killing in that profession, and I kept saying, I don't like accounting, I really don't. And I said, I really like. I had to take three business law courses and uh, uh, three speech courses, and I didn't realize those were my favorite classes. And little did I know, I didn't really learn that I liked uh, teaching, you know, uh, until I was out of school for a while, all right? And, uh, you know, so I worked at a college. That's how I started getting in there, community college. 
And it was different. The students were a lot different back then. They really were. You know, it's changed a little. But uh, that's how I found what I like. Now, I got out. You know, I was still doing tax returns. Uh, I started a practice. And I liked it because of what you say. You talk to people. All right. It, to me, it's like a puzzle. They come in. They say, all right, this is the situation. We feel we're paying too much. Give us some ideas on how we could reduce our taxes. All right. And I love talking to people. So I thought taxes was actually a lot of fun. It's like a puzzle, isn't it? Don't you ever look at it like a puzzle? Completely agree. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it is fun. I think that there's a special subset of humans that think that taxes are fun, but hopefully we all find public accounting and then it, then it's the perfect match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we were talking about the CPA evolution, uh, which in 2024, they want to make the CPA to bring it up to, in other words, people are going into consulting advisory services. All right. And a lot of them are going into that, right, more so than auditing and public accounting. However, this is the complaint. All right. Every state still requires at least one year as a CPA working in a CPA firm or one year working under a CPA. So therefore, if you don't like to go into public accounting, you have to. But the people I talk to who do advisory work, they tell me, hey, working one or two years in public accounting was good. It taught them all different types of industries and what to look for, you know, how to read financial statements. So, yeah, I guess you get a variety of opinions, you know, and uh, and that's what's interesting for me on these podcasts, you know. It is, yeah. They like, they're very excited about what they do. And uh, I want to ask you, did do you think becoming a CPA, did that change your life at all? Did you look at it that way that I wanted to be a CPA what was well, why did you want to be a CPA? I guess that's the question. That's a really interesting question. I had exposure to this industry, I suppose, when I was younger through my mother studying to be an accountant and I had some oh. family friends that were accountants. I didn't really know much about it, but I liked business. I liked numbers and math. And so I thought, you know, I declared it too before going into college. And, you know, it just, I just connected with it. I, I'm lucky, I suppose. Um, but I had great professors. I had great um, instructors. I went to Cal State Long Beach and it was a, an amazing experience there. And they have a fantastic, the Cal State system has a great accounting program. And I just, I had mentors. I was involved in mentoring programs there. So I got really great insight into what public accounting is like once you know you graduate and so i i thought you know i'll give it a shot i'll go i'll go with it and it's no matter what happens it's a great base to have and i i'm oh, yeah, fortunate no, it's your yeah. business isn't it it's lying with your business i mean i think i'm biased but yes this in law i think is is very much the, <laughs> the basis of business you're not biased at all yeah and by the way you're not an introvert uh but the thing <laughs> no the thing is is your mother a cpa She's not. She's a teacher. She's a teacher. Oh, really? So she she ended up by going and she teaches in in middle school, and she's been a teacher for, gosh, I think you know, twenty thirty years at this point. But yeah, she didn't end up by doing accounting at all. But I think from her, you know, what I remember her learning was essentially bookkeeping. Though I remember debits and credits and learning about the logic of it all at at a you know at a young age and. You know, it it made sense. I thought that I was either going to do accounting or engineering. Fate brought me to accounting, so <laughs> well, I think engineering could have been really cool too. Engineering is numbers, isn't it? It is. It is. I loved calculus in high school and and all that sort of um, nerdy stuff. But I, you know, I I sometimes wonder what it would have been like to be an engineer because there are so many awesome options there as well. You know, in project management and leadership, and and it's it's a really cool. Um, I think career path that I've seen a lot of people go through and be extremely successful at, but I'm happy. I'm happy in accounting, and I, I'm just. I, I think it, you know, it, starting out in public accounting was hard. I, it did change my life in in ways that, you know, you maybe miss some things because of a busy season. Maybe I didn't travel as much as I should have, but I've gotten to meet so many great people, and I've had such a supportive um, experience with all of the firms that I've been at found so many mentors and so many people that have been um, 
invested in and the success of me and, and my peers that it's it's been a great experience through the good times and the bad times. There have been some there have been some rough times in, in accounting. I think everyone oh, experiences. And, and, yeah, yeah. In but any you know, industry. I don't know if you realize when you start talking about this, you start smiling. Is yeah, I, you start really I can tell you're really happy in what you're doing. I mean, uh, you know, any job, like you said, has its rough butts, but I'm watching you. When you're explaining to me anything about accounting, public accounting, you just turn and have that smile. <laughs> you're a great well, representative to the profession. Thank you. I think it's doing great things. Um, I think that firms are are doing wonderful things. I know that um, that we're all growing and changing and the past couple of years, we've taken a look at, at what we do and how we can do it better and how we can be better representative of, of the public and our clients um, and how we can provide service um, and be more be more valuable essentially to, to our clients as opposed to just focusing on compliance and you know checking boxes. We're really trying to be advisors and and um, and helpers to our clients. I mean, do you help charities too? Or you involve involved in char- charitable endeavors? I am. I am. I've been involved in several. Um, you know, right now I'm focusing, uh, I work with an organization called Girls on the Run Los Angeles. And it's an organization that um, essentially helps girls find their confidence and find themselves um, through running, through running a 5K. And it combines some of the things I'm most passionate about, which is empowering women um, and running. I love to run. So I'm, I'm a big runner. Chris, how much do you run every day? I run, depending on where I'm at in training, I run between six and 10 miles like during the week each day. Each and then day? On, and then on the weekends, I'll do like longer runs depending on, you know, I'm going to have training. to edit this out. My wife will hear it and then she'll say, <laughs> so, get off that couch. No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's, you know what, honestly, I fi- found it when I was a senior in public accounting. Uh, I found running, I needed to balance off all the sitting um, with something. And so I just, I wasn't really a runner, but I just kind of started going block by block and, um, and building to, to different races that I, that I was excited about and, you know, had some goals and, and met them. And I just kept it up because public accounting is kind of a race. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a marathon, but you sit a lot, right? I needed to offset the sitting. We didn't have standing desks when I was, when I was uh, new to this, but um, I needed to offset all the sitting with something. And so every night during busy season at like five or six, I would just leave for 30 minutes while everyone was eating and just do a quick run and come back. And that's how I got, I got going with, with running. And it, I think it, kept me balanced during times where, you know, you feel a little unbalanced because you're working so much. Oh, I think that's great. And I wish I could take your philosophy, you know, uh, but God, I hate, I hate running <laughs> and I hate walking, but no, I, I do Anything, watch what right? I eat. I do watch what I eat. That's good. I mean, I think it's good to just have something outside of your career, no matter what your career is. Uh, you know, we all have things in life that we have to take care of you have family or or friends that we care for or, you know people in our lives but i think taking a minute for yourself is really important no matter what that is whether it's something active or an, a hobby or you know watching whatever netflix show you're into no i i have no hobbies that's the problem that's why i probably stay in doing this stuff because i think to myself if i i don't play golf all right i used to play tennis but i can't do singles now those days are over. And I can't find people that are off during the day. Uh, so I'm not going to run from one side to the other side. That's you know, very hard. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so hard. but no, I, I never really had, it's interesting, I never had interests uh, that I could say, you know, I, I, I love to play uh, golf. You know, I've heard, a lot of people I know, they play golf. And, you know, and I didn't take up an interest. And I, that's one thing I regret. And it's, now it's never too late. Life. I can't figure it out though. It's never too late to do something. Uh, well, now you've met me for about forty-five minutes. What do you, What do you think I should do? <laughs> now I know you know. What, what do I you do? like? What do you like? Do you like the outdoors? Uh, what do I like? Why well, I, I like to obviously talk to people, but I'm not going to stop people on the street and talk to them. They'll They'll have me incarcerated in some <laughs> mental institution. <laughs> 
I mean, know. nowadays it's more rare to talk in person, right? I mean, everyone's kind of yeah, well. I I think we're losing that, aren't we? The personal, yeah. you know, emails, emails, emails. Yeah, a lot of emails. Um, do you like cooking? Are you a uh, you know maybe? No, but I like, like to cook. eat. <laughs> no, I actually I'm on a uh, I've been on a low carbo diet because I got slight diabetes. I don't know if there's anything between slight diabetes. You know, uh, my my blood count went up a little. Uh, now that that happened during the pandemic, all right? Because the pandemic, as you probably know, it's really it's caused a lot of mental health problems. So after a while, you know, how much Netflix could I watch? I mean, uh, you know, it's so. True. It's been hard. I think it's hard for a lot of people to slow down or to stay home and and find you know, motivation during such a hard time when there's so much pain in the world. Oh, it, it was hard. I, yeah. And I thought, God, if this happens again with another strain of this thing, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. But uh, I, I got a, I was lucky enough to get a Peloton during the pandemic. You have that thing? Okay. I do. I, you know what? I, I kind of laugh. Where is it? How is that at home? You know, it's, it's right off screen right there in, in my, in my oh. office. But um, yeah, I, I really, like that having something at home to do i mean i still ran a lot but it was fun it's i felt like i could connect to people because you have the instructors telling you what to do they have different um, this is a peloton commercial now but they have different programming and and they have you can program walks where you, they talk and they talk you through a walk or they talk you through like a yoga class or a stretch class and i really liked that in a time that i felt really isolated from like my running group from the people i would you know work out with and and i had some kind of fake connection there to, <laughs> to the outside world um wow i think that's great it's really great uh, that's the way you meet people yet you know and uh, but you see you've been in california all your life except you were telling me chicago for a while but you're predominantly a, a californian yeah and we're we're all about kind of being outdoors here right that's you're in california because the weather is good all the time right it's you know and fires that's right oh gosh i know recently yeah that's that's been really uh a big struggle I mean, for a lot of yeah, communities here yeah it's terrible no that's been that's been unfortunate but uh anyway i i think i started asking you all right how is becoming a cpa all right Tell me how it changed your life, if anything. What what has it done to change? If you didn't become a CPA, all right, you think your life would be where you are today, or you know, I guess that's a hard question. No, no, I it's gotten me out of my shell. It's gotten me out. Like I said, I'm an introvert. Um, it's gotten me out of my shell and my bubble, meeting new people, um, understanding new experiences, you know, learning and growing as a person and a leader. And I don't think I would have gotten that from any other career honestly i'm fortunate to work with nonprofits so it's i've gotten really connected to a lot of the missions there and i've been become more focused on you know at least helping to make the world a better place through public accounting if that's if that's possible i think a lot of that sounds might like be. the form of commercial for general electric progress is okay. the most important product uh <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's a stretch, right? The clients are the one. My clients are the ones that are doing amazing things. But I'm happy to support their mission in this way. Um, and that's, I mean, that's how maybe public accounting has changed my life. I think it got me to understand, you know, the importance of connection with people. And um, you know, I think that that was a a change for the better. I maybe wish I didn't have so many busy seasons. I think maybe I would have traveled more, or, you know, gone to more weddings or... It's never too late. Yeah, it's never right? too late. Not to go to weddings, but I'm saying to travel. <laughs> right. It's hard to go back to, to yeah. all those busy season weddings. But yeah, I mean, that was that's just something I would have advised my younger self is that public accounting is a marathon. So if you do need time, if you do need a break, if you want to slow your career down, there are potentially options that you can find because it doesn't matter if you're hitting, you know, promotion in three years here, here, here. It matters about kind of the long-term and developing yourself as a person, um, you know, and don't miss the important things. I tell people that I, that I work with, like we can always, if there's something important that you need to do, it doesn't matter when it is, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll find a way to make it work because, you know, this is a, an important job, but your life is important too. Of course, of course. 
Well, Lauren, have her luck. All right. It was a pleasure meeting you. I really enjoyed talking with you. It was great to uh, meet you as well. And I wish you the best. And I hope, you know, I hear you as as a partner at some point, which I'm sure that's going to happen. There's no doubt that's going to happen. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast that to share your experience with people who will watch this. Okay. Thank you. All right. And I wish you a good rest of the year. Stay healthy, stay safe. All right. And no more fires, no more fires. That's no more fires. Exactly. (laughs) Well, everyone, this is Phil Yeager. And once again, thank you for watching of the CPA review and more. Uh, I just want to mention one thing. Uh, my wife, as I've mentioned many, many times, about five years ago, uh, became a Parkinson's patient. Luckily, uh, it hasn't advanced that much, but I started working with the uh, Michael J. Fox uh, Parkinson's Foundation. Uh, now, Parkinson's has their own foundation, but Michael J. Fox, they've actually done research, come up with some new drugs to help people deal with the Parkinson's. So if you can, please go to the internet and look up the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's and give something, if it's $5, $10, all right? Please, you're doing that for yourself. Also, I'm asking you to do it for me, okay? All right, and I'll tell you, you'll feel better about it. And I hope you don't have that, you know, any family member getting that, There's so many horrible diseases. So anyway, everyone, take care. Appreciate you watching. And don't forget, we'll be back again every Tuesday with a different guest and a different topic. Be good, stay well, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Jaeger CPA Review and More. As a token for our appreciation for your listenership, we'd like to offer you 10% off your next purchase with Jaeger CPA Review. Save between $50 to $150 with code PODCAST10. If you'd like more information, look us up on JaegerCPAReview.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, please rate and review on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.